0: Hi, my name is Christian Moreno, managing director of Talk Metals, and Talk Metals is
1: an exploration company in Western. Christian, very nice to meet you. Um <clears throat> Talk Metals has got a uh, relatively short listed history. I think you came to market in the middle of last year. Um there's lots going on. Um you don't have a typical uh Australian accent. Uh you've got a kind of a South American uh uh twang to your accent. Um Let's just step back a bit. And can you just tell me a little bit about how you came to talk metals?
0: Indeed, Emily. Thank you very much for having me here for this opportunity. Look, I'm Colombian. My name is Cristian Moreno. I came to Australia four years ago. I received scholarships from my government, from the Australian government, and also for some universities here in Western Australia. And I came here to study a master's degree in geophysics at Curtin University. I'm also a geologist. I'm also an engineer. I got experience in the oil and gas sector, in the mining sector. And uh, finally, well, I'm, I'm finishing my MBA. And also I have some studies as well. I must uh, some studies in master's degree in statistics and data science. So I'm very well prepared, uh, and
1: uh, yeah, just uh, with this weird and strange Colombian accent. <laughs> And uh, you arrived so four years ago. You arrived just in time to have the um, the COVID experience. You had the, the the wonderful way that Australia shut its borders. Indeed, in Berlin, I arrived to Australia three days before the lockdown,
0: so it was a very difficult situation for me um, uh, with my wife. I lived through you know to COVID. Uh, unfortunately, plenty of people around were lost. Uh, so family. Uh, I also lost uh, some members of my family because of COVID, but this is life. Uh, I'm many. Really, I'm here to you know to uh, make some story. and
1: uh, leave uh, the reputation of my country is super super high. Mm-hmm. And where did you um? You, you came from an oil and gas background, so you obviously worked in the oil, the oil sector for a, a number of years, and here you are uh, with with a hard rock metals uh, company. Um, what was the what was the transition from Doing the, the 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 master's study at Curtin um, to leaving the oil and gas sector to one side and then um, uh, popping up as the as the managing director of a of a hard rock exploration company.
0: So yeah, and that's an interesting story. As I said uh, as I mentioned before, I'm an engineer. I'm also a geologist. I did some sort of studies in the structural geology in this oil and gas company. Then I became the manager of a uh, geophysics and geological services, China, National Petroleum Corporation, BGP, had plenty of projects around the world. And uh, well, we, uh, then I decided, okay, I need a little bit more of you know technical background. I took the decision to study my master's in geophysics here in West Australia. And I said to my previous manager, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to leave the position. I'm going to study my master's and I'll see you later on. He said, look, just keep working in the company, keep supporting us. I did that and then COVID hit, and unfortunately, I lost my job. So in the middle, you know, my studies, Australia is a very expensive sort of a country. I had to, to work here. So my first position after being the manager of a BGP, oil and gas, it was a field assistant. So I was picking up samples, you know, checking samples into the youth. And, you know, plenty of flies around me. So, other things, but it's a good experience. It's a good experience. was a good experience. And then I became a mind geo. And then, yeah, I finished my studies and I started working for Talk Metals. So, that's a little bit of everything. Sorry, Marie, for giving you no, no, no. that.
1: So, 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 you started working for Talk Metals when it was still private, or, or, um, and, and what position was your position in Talk when you joined? You no, know, So, I first started in Redfire Limited. I also was contractor for some works
0: for Goldfield as a contractor. And then in File Limited, I became the main GEO. And then, you know, I did a lot of things as a contractor inside REF Limited. Then that was in my partition period of university. Uh, Then I came back to the city. That was as a FIFO and as soon as I finished my master, I received offers from Fortescue. I received offers from media resources. I received uh, offers from other junior companies, and then I took the decision to join this public company when the company was recently listed. And I took this company from zero, from scratch, uh, sort of tried to develop the Paris Gold Project, and now I'm bringing this acquisition that took me science day
1: one to do this business that I'm doing today. Okay, well, we'll we will come on to that, but um, um, before before that, let's. So Talk Metals was listed before you joined. Who, who, what was the concept of Talk Metals, and who is that? who are the shareholders? What's the, what's the money behind it? So Talk Metals was listed two years ago. The IPO was five million
0: dollars. The founders of this company were Ian Finch and Neil McKay. So they funded this company. They sort of did the IPO. And then one of the two directors joined them, that in this case was Patrick Berg and Oristotonic Lockhouse. And this company has been supported by Eros Harless EH Science Day One. And they are one of the yeah, they are our major shareholders. And thanks to them, uh, this company and the check price will be is, is being behaving very, very well. So, like so which 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 group, Eros ha- Euros Harless. Euros Harless.
1: Apologies for my accent, really. No, no, no. It's fine. And um what percentage was what's their shareholding? Uh before the
0: the last raising that we did today and um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I should say between 30 to 40 percent. And the rest of the children, of course, uh, the vendor and the founder, they just have between 10% of the company. So I should say that this company is quite open, it's threefold is for shareholders, and of course, the clients of, of East broken
1: House, well, they are in the business. They are shareholders. And, they are in- and, and did the company have the Paris Gold Project right from the start? So did you join with the Paris Gold Project? I mean, uh, uh, did you join in, into the Paris Gold Project? Indeed, indeed. So I received the project with a little
0: bit of gold over there, And science day one, we started discovering new places. So we had a new discovery that is observation, a new discovery that is triple H north, a new discovery that is EVA, a new discovery that is the western structure of Paris, new discovery south, new discovery north, new discovery east. So we've been working super super hard
1: Emily, and this Paris Gold project is just absolutely beautiful. So um just to um Uh, confirm what I could see in the news releases Uh, you've got a uh, kind of a a corridor of mineralization on seemingly east-west structures which covers about two and a half kilometers and you can pick them up over several hundred meters you've got some lateral um, features it's it's kind of it um, the words I wrote down um, were um, poddy load structural potential in the Mary. So,
0: what is happening in the region, we could say that is something similar that happened in the past at St. Ives. So, they started with multiple parallel small pits and suddenly they went, they were underground. And at one stage in this uh, pass of St. Ives, they joined all these sort of uh, small open pits together but underground. That is what is happening in the Paris Gold Project. So, we have a structure open. The north and open to the south, 2.5 kilometers by one kilometer, multiple parallel structures over there. With my recent discovery that is called EVA, I'm demonstrating that there are multiple parallels over there, parallel structures over there. So, what I need to do is keep exploring this area, keep increasing the size of these parallel structures, and they have come up with a potential resource. And
1: the last two years have been really difficult for. For gold companies, you know, the sector's been terrible. Um, your market capitalization today after the raise, and um, you know, you've jumped uh significantly, you've got a market capitalization of $33 million, but you were probably trading at $10 million Australian before that. Did you feel that the market was just not interested in your work, in the gold? Um, you know, did it feel as if you were just you were doing what you considered to be good work, but the market wasn't rewarding you. Indeed, Emily.
0: So look, the market is the market, and you have to understand the market. At the moment, gold is not, um, you know, is is not the best commodity we should say around the market, even though the gold price is super high. I think that we are above three thousand Aussies, so is the gold price is super good. However, because of, you know, the economical conditions around the world, we are with inflation, we are with a potential recession of soft landing. Some of the economics are saying this, Um, some people consider that investing in small companies is too risky. That is the risk. So because of the risk, mid-cap and big-cap gold producers, they are doing well because the gold price is in a really good price. Yeah. However, small caps like Maples and others, we need investment and risky investment. That's why perhaps the market wasn't
1: attractive at all. Now we so, do it's, it's, so it's access to capital. I mean, how much how much have you been able to spend and how much have you have you been able to raise? We will talk about the new deal. We will talk about the the four million dollars you've just raised and the and the new portfolio. But just I'm just trying to understand the previous two years. How much money were you able to invest in the ground? So we raised in the IPO
0: around $5 million. Then the second tranche, the second placement was around between 3 to $4 million. And the last placement was $2.5 million. So in total, roughly, roughly $10 million in the last two years that uh, had allowed me to to sort of uh, leave this particular area. You are quite right. The sentiment of the market wasn't there. However, I was super, super blessed because I've got the support of my shareholders. And I think that that is the most important thing, the support of the
1: shareholders. And because then, yeah, um, the company is, is going well. Um, okay, now let's talk about the new acquisition because you said that you, from day one, you, you saw the potential. Um, you've picked up a package of uh, nickel, gold and lithium tantalum licenses. To me here, it looks as if you're doing the classic, uh, um, ambulance chasing of going, we're doing a lithium pivot. You know, you're, you're suddenly saying, well, gold isn't popular. Let's chase lithium.
0: No, I love that question. In, in fact, I'm not doing that. I don't believe really in diversification. As you mentioned before, I'm an oil and gas guy. Yeah. I believe in logistics. If you are an Australian company, you shouldn't go to Canada, to South America and to Europe because you are expending and burning a lot of money and that is not your money. It's the money of the shareholders. It's you have to take care of the shareholders. That's the most important asset. Okay? So what I'm doing here is I got my tenements, the Paris Gold Project, tenements to the north. I got other tenements, Cambalda, just three, four, five kilometers towards the west. And I got other tenements, lithium, neodor, just one kilometer to the east of the Paris world project. For me, this is not diversification. Merely, this is regional consolidation. I don't need to go anywhere else in the world to explore because I got everything in the best place in the world, in Australia. So I can discover any particular commodity here. Why? Because this is the best
1: land for discovering minerals. This is the best land in um, what, but, but how do you, how do you manage with your shell expectation who kind of looking at gold and then suddenly you're chasing lithium? I mean, I know lithium's lithium is very popular, but I mean, I look at the lithium price and it's down 75% from November. And the gold price is super high, which uh, leads me
0: to give you the answer. I'm not walking away from the gold story. What I'm doing is, okay, I'm going to explore that particular newton tenements. I got this potential over there. But at the same time, I'm working in the Paris World Project. I've got plenty of things to do at the Paris World Project. I need to understand my data and potentially come up with a mirror resource estimate that is gonna hit the market super
1: high. Which means I'm not walking away from the whole story. What I'm doing is working parallelly. Okay, so you've just raised four million dollars, 12 and a half, um, 12 cents, I think. Um I don't know how much treasure you had in the, uh, how much money you had in the bank uh, before the raise. But um, what's your, what's your budget split going to be, um, roughly? Okay, so because of this raising that raising was supporting the
0: acquisition, we are going to use that money for three new dollars for lithium, six hundred meters far away from Wall Hill, twenty five million from lithium one percent. But I need to do things at the Paris Gold Project. However, the things that I need to do at the Paris Gold Project can be done in-house. I got a resources estimator in-house. I got a geophysicist in-house. I got our geological modeling in-house. And I, I, I'm super busy as well at the Paris Gold Project. So in, in short, I'm not going to use that particular money for investing at the, Gold, at the Paris Gold Camp because I need to do a lot of things that I can do in-house. What I'm going to use
1: that money is three really new though and so are you not does that mean you're not drilling um uh paris at the moment because you're just at the phase of work which is a lot of consolidation of the data and the interpretation so you you've done the the hard yards not that not the hard yards you've done the, the physical yards and now you're doing the um the the interpretation and the consolidation of the information indeed Mary. so two weeks ago
0: around two weeks ago we released to the market beautiful intersections of gold yeah so what mm-hmm. now i need to understand those interceptions feed up my geological model my volumes understand what i have there and then start working super super close on sort of you know additional modeling initial resourcing and these sort of things so that can be done in-house at the same time i'm gonna go to the newton project uh, drill 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 and
1: drill to check what is in there is oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you've, met, you've said very briefly I think earlier I mean I can see it in your presentation but I don't know if listeners would have heard it something about Bald Hill twenty six million tons one percent uh, lithium tell me a little bit about what your the neighbor project is doing is it in operation is it historic. You know a little bit more about the neurology, please. Yeah, so it is fantastic. So the time and the timing in this acquisition,
0: I should say, is perfect. Glencore, the big Glencore, bet for Ball Hill the last week, which is an operating and under care and maintenance lithium mine, one point eight billion dollars for acquiring for buying the debt secure and not secure debt. That was the last week. 1.8 billion dollars. So and sorry, yesterday... so Glencore
1: bought bought So Glencore bought the debt or bought the entire operation? Glencore, Glencore put a bid,
0: yeah? For 1.8 billion dollars for the secure and not secure debt of Volhid. Yeah. But yesterday, yesterday, Mineral Resources. Bet for Bald Hill $1 billion or something like that. Yeah. I don't have the exact numbers. Actually, no one knows the, the information. I'm quoting the Australian finance, Financial News. And now, Talk Metals, this junior company, is acquiring full mining licenses, pre native titles, 600 meters, less than one kilometer, mainly, 600 meters to the west of Bald Hill. What is Ball Hill? Ball Hill is a mine with 25 million ton lithium one percent, and is other care and maintenance. Now, Talk Metals has these two beautiful tenements with a lot of pegmatites, with a lot of mineralization over there, and we have 10 days, 15 days before we
1: start the drilling campaign. Marie. Um. I've, I've seen this with uh, Azure Metals. You know, they were doing good work on the nickel. Um, Tony Ravura. They were drilling out their nickel and they started drilling their lithium and suddenly it became a lithium company. Um, uh, what they had was a very big pegmatite field and they had some extremely big thicknesses of, of pegmatite. So it suddenly the, it looked like a very big target. When I looked at the map that you had it seems to be kind of quite skinny pegmatite, pegmatite dikes um what what comfort do you have that there's kind of a there's a there's kind of some volume there or is it or is it going to be very small tonnages no i don't
0: think so many uh, i would be very disappointed uh if, uh, if we wouldn't intersect multiple sort of uh, pegmatites over there I've got the public information that is at GeoView. All the shareholders that are looking this and watching this interview can download this information. At Bald Hill, there are multiple pegmatites, call it like fingering, in treating some metasediments, some schistosity. So, what they were doing was draining, 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 and intersecting multiple pegmatitic bodies. Yeah, At Bald Hill, they were there. Yeah, that is the resource that they have. So, what we believe is we will have something similar. We will have pegmatized between 10 to 15 to 20 meters, something like that, with significant, significant lithium grade. In fact, one of the rock chips that we analyzed for lithium came back with lithium 6%. That is amazing. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, we obtained the 3D and the drilling information from Andal, Australia. Who drill these two particular mining licenses? And I've got pegmatites in that particular model up to 10 meters thickness. What Tom is going to do is easy go there and repeat the drilling, intersect
1: these pegmatites and analyze those pegmatites for lithium. Okay, uh, how much drilling data? And have you got? I, I, you probably can't um, create a uh, a joke resource from that but it might lead you to an exploration target you must you might be able to have a conceptual exploration target can you are you allowed to talk in those terms yet indeed mary so the public is, is public information anyone can download this from gov
0: you can download the information however this information was in paper it was done in 2001 so what we did was download the information and start writing everything in our database then populate our geological model and now we are modeling so exactly, we can use this information to assay, we can use this information to come up with a resource. But what we are doing is using public information to guide our geological model, which is quite, it's fantastic. I don't need to go there and do soil sampling. I don't need to go there and see, oh my goodness, what is the pegmatite? No, 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 I've got the 3D model, and what I need to do is just drill where the thickest interval
1: is okay. Yeah, good. Um, so um, you've mentioned a um, a gold resource at some stage. You mentioned drilling um, coming up. Can you just map out for me what your work plan is for the for the, just just to put things in kind of chronological order over the next six to nine months? You know, what are your what are the main things that you're going to be delivering to the market? In what, want does, what the market does. Mary, is a quick story.
0: I'm here to. Support my shareholders and to increase the value of my company as much as I can, and add even value to my shareholders. Which means that I don't want to waste their time. The time is valuable, and I respect that. Who leads me that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go to these particular two tournaments, my licenses pre native titles in two weeks, and I start the drilling campaign. I'm gonna go there and I start the drilling campaign as soon as possible deal where the pegmatites were located and obtain the results as soon as possible that's what i'm going to do first second thing i'm working in-house uh, in the Paris Gold project you know i need to do a lot of things in the Paris Gold project and then understand what is going on and then release some information to the market but everything is in-house at the bottom and later because i'm a geophysicist I've got the capacities to do plenty of things. I'm not only a geophysicist. I'm an engineer. I'm a geologist. I'm an MBA data scientist. I got the information and the capacity to do geophysics in-house. What I like to do is do a lot of geophysics across all these tenements, Paris Gold Project, all these tenements, Sands Project, all these tenements, and New Dawn Projects, and start discovering additional additional zones of mineralization. So this is an exploration company, really. This is an exploration company, and my job, my duty, is to add value to this company
1: by exploration. Um, uh, excellent. Um, the, the 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 geophysics. Have you got a plan? Are you going to do um um? I presumably a lot of this is going to be based on structure and uh, uh, the. Magnetic signal um, difference between the volcanics and the meta sediments. So, I mean, is is mag kind of a, a big part of that? You're going to fly the high resolution um, no, uh, magnetometry no, or?
0: Okay. We, are, we are going to technical here, but uh, magnetics is not quite good for identification of lithium or pegmatites. I'm at your but I understand that that is good for nickel and good for copper, good for gold and good for these sort of metallic elements. For lithium, is more gravity because the density of the rocks. If you have the lithium bearing with a lot of density, you can use gravity. But on top of that, you can use seismic, and I'm quite good at seismic. So I believe that
1: when we yeah. intersect these permatites, we need to go for seismic. Yeah, interesting because um, the seismic's been used um in Australia successfully for uh, in in the gold exploration as well, just by picking up the deeper structures and really understanding the the three dimensional. Uh, aspect of that in connectivity so we come back to the conversation which we had at the beginning which is the saint Ives, um uh the saint ives story but um thank you really interesting um how have you found being colombian in in australia because australia is, is an amazing country but because it's so uh such a kind of a world in its own borders if you know what i mean um sometimes i sometimes feel that it's kind of Australians like Australians best, perhaps. Um, Has it been uh, difficult being Colombian in Australia? Actually, no, Berlin. Uh, I think that for me personally,
0: and I know that you are from the UK because of your accent. I got accent as well. So (laughs) I love Australia. I really love Australia. And particularly, I love Perth. I love, look, look over there. It's beautiful. So I love this place. My heart. i believe. very I want to live here the rest of my life. I got my wife here, and I'm so happy to to now be a permanent resident and soon to be an Australian. So I respect this company, I be, uh, this country. I believe in this country, and what I want to do is the best for this country.
1: That's what I want to do. Christian, thank you very much. Really good talking to you. Good luck with the work program, um, and please come back and tell me what you've done once you've um, done it. I I got the answer right now Merlin, what I'm going to do
0: is intersect this pegmatite full of spondium in 20 days and uh, get crazy about the results, thank you Merlin, thank you very much.